Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective. As he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically, it is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Have you ever interrupted an introvert? If you talk over them, they'll stop talking altogether because obviously you're not interested in what they have to say. Pastor J.D. reminds us today that we need to learn to cut out the distractions. The Holy Spirit speaks to us, but we need to learn to not talk over Him. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 6th, 2022. There's this fascinating account of when Joshua's there and before they're going to take Jericho, we're told in Joshua 5 verse 13, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us? or for our adversaries. Translated, whose side are you on? Are you left or right? Red or blue? Conservative or liberal? Is it Russia or Ukraine? I I can just keep going on down that list. I won't. Whose side are you on? (laughs) Answer, no. Wait, that's not what I asked. (laughs) No? What do you mean, no? Oh. By the way, as we're going to see here momentarily, this is Jesus. This is the Lord Himself, a Christophany, a pre-Bethlehem appearance of Jesus the Christ there with Joshua. In other words, no Joshua, you got the question wrong. That's the wrong question. It's, It's not a question of whose side am I on? The question is, whose side are you on? Are you on my side? Oh, that changes the whole complexion of it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, by the way, if this was an angel, the angel would not let him worship him. That's why we know it's the Lord. What does my Lord say to His servant? Oh, would to God that we would ask of the Lord, not whose side are you on, Lord, but what does my Lord say to His servant? Answer, then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. 
Give me just a moment here. You're on holy ground before a holy God. Okay, Lord, what do you have to say? I want to hear your voice. Question. Have you noticed that the volume of dissenting voices, taking sides against each other, is getting louder and louder seemingly with each passing day? Could the reason be that this is why we no longer hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit? They're too loud, they're drowning out that still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Would to God that we would mute those voices from the world, that we might hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. What's the Spirit saying to the church? That Jesus loves the Russians and Ukrainians, that He died for them, and that He's not willing that any of them should perish, but all should have eternal life. But we can't hear that, because the voices from the world are too loud. And when the Lord speaks, He speaks in the, that still small voice. And He's not going to compete and raise His voice. No, that's how He speaks. So in order to hear Him, we have to turn off all the other voices. Not knowing what to believe about Russia and Ukraine is eerily similar to not knowing what to believe about this current global crisis. They go together, you know. I just want to get to the point here and from the heart. Uh, you'll be happy to know that I'm not going to go on and on about this. <laughs> so this is when you take collective sigh of relief. I mean, for the last two years we've gone in-depth concerning this injection, deception, this lie of COVID-19. I'm not going to go into all of that, don't need to. However, it is incumbent upon me to draw your attention to what I would argue is the most serious and dangerous aspect of all of this. What I'm speaking of is the division and the discord. So now you've got, whose side are you on? Russia, Ukraine, injected, not injected. And Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if a house divided cannot stand, then wouldn't it stand to reason that it's just a matter of time before it comes crashing down? Yes, it is. And here's the thing, and please just hear my heart on this. This is right out of the playbook of Satan himself. He seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. And this is a textbook case of divide and conquer. And 
the devil has been met with a measure of success in how he's been able to get us to distance ourselves from each other, and in so doing, distance us from the Lord as well. What do you mean? Well, think about it. Satan is all about trying to distance us from the Lord. And again, is that not the litmus test from 1 John chapter 4? The litmus test is, does that, do they draw me closer to Jesus? Or do they, that, this, you fill in the blank, distance me from Jesus? Well, I think you know the answer. I receive heartbreaking emails from people that are just absolutely devastated by what's happening right now. And it's really a prophecy about what it's going to be like and look like at the time of the end. And it's coming to pass exactly as we were told it would. There's so much division. Why? Because now it's us against them. It's whose side are you on? And I mean, it's almost like, for lack of a better way of illustrating it, it's, it's almost like Satan's just kind of kicking back going, wow, thank you very much. I, I can take the rest of the day off. You're, you're doing my job for me, and instead of me, you're devouring each other, you're destroying each other. And by the way, the world's watching. I know I've asked this question before, and I just, again, bear with me, but how is it, I, I, I genuinely pose this question sincerely, and God knows my heart. How, how do you expect to bring people to Jesus when you're posting rubbish like that on social media. That's not Jesus. That's not the Spirit of Christ. That's the Spirit of Antichrist, by the way. Because Antichrist is not just against Christ, but in place of Christ. That's the Spirit of Antichrist. I think you could boil it down to just this one simple truth. And that simple truth is, at the end of the day, am I closer to Jesus? And at the end of the day, have I brought someone else closer to Jesus? That's all that matters. May I humbly suggest that all of us, myself included, will distance ourselves from this world, not our home, and draw near to the Lord. Here's the bottom line. When we just don't know what to believe anymore, we can know who to believe all the more. Jesus. Jesus. This is all that matters in the end. Either I'm saved or I'm lost. 
That's all that matters. My political persuasion doesn't matter. Nothing matters. The only thing that matters is, am I saved or am I lost? And that decision is predicated solely upon the person of Jesus Christ. And by the way, if all of this that is happening is a fulfillment of what we are told in Bible prophecy will happen, oh, soon and very soon, (laughs) we're going to see the Lord. This should have the effect upon us of bringing us to our face like Joshua. My Lord, what would you say to me, your servant? I'm glad you asked, J.D. First, you're on holy ground. Take off your sandals. If again, This, and by the way, make no mistake about it, and I don't mean to downplay it or understate it. What's happening right now? Russia, Ukraine, geopolitically, China, Taiwan. This is really serious. This is really serious. And it certainly has the propensity to fulfill ultimately these prophecies that we have in the Bible. And we're arguing with each other? We're critical of each other? Oh, we all have an opinion, right? You've heard those sayings about, you get five people in the room, you're going to have 12 different opinions. Or how about this one? Opinions are like armpits. We all have a couple and they stink. We all have our opinion, and we're all critical. Okay, I want to share with you a story that I think is apropos in this regard. Once upon a time, there was a father and a son, and this is back in the old days when they would have to ride their donkey to town to get supplies. So on this particular day, the father says to the son, listen, why don't you go ahead, ride the donkey, I'll walk. And they get to town, and here's the townspeople criticizing them. Look at that young man, shame on him. He's young and strong, and he makes his father walk while he rides the donkey. Okay, so the next time they go into town, dad says, okay, son, listen, I'll ride the donkey you walk, okay? So they get to town, and sure enough, there's the townspeople. Shame on that father, that slave-driving father. He rides the donkey and makes his son walk. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're both going to ride the donkey. So sure enough, there they go into town to get supplies. They're both riding the donkey. What do the townspeople say? That poor donkey! They're going to break the back. They're both riding the donkey. I mean, this is why I have no hair. This is why you pull your hair out. You're like, are you kidding me right now? 
Okay, I know what we're going to do. I, I, here's the solution. Neither of us are going to ride the donkey, okay? So they go into town. They're both walking with their donkey. What do the townspeople say? Look at those stupid idiots. They have a donkey and they don't ride it. You get the moral of the story? Hmm. That's us, isn't it? Boy, everybody's got an opinion and a criticism. We have these critical spirits. And we're so quick, and we're so good at it too, man. And here's the world watching us. They read our posts. And then we want to get them to Jesus. No, thank you. I'm not interested. I'll bring it in for a close. Again, the bottom line. Who is coming soon will save you from what is coming soon upon the entire world during the seven-year tribulation? That's the bottom line. Don't know what to believe? Well, you can know who to believe. His name is Jesus. And this is why we do these updates. And this is why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and a simple childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What is the gospel? Well, the gospel, in fact the word gospel simply means good news. Your debt has been paid, you're free to go. That's what the word gospel means. What debt? What do you mean? Oh, you, you didn't know that somebody came and paid your debt for you in your stead? His name is Jesus. Jesus came, He was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day, and soon and very soon is coming back again one day. That's the good news. That's the gospel. What are the ABCs of salvation? Well, it's just a simple explanation of salvation. It's not the only way, but it's a simple way. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. Because if you think about it, if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner, why would you be interested in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because every single one of us, all, have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now there's going to be a penalty for this sin, and that penalty is the death penalty. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news. The gift. It's a gift, not a purchase. He purchased it. <laughs> we are purchased. We are not our own, but we have been purchased with a price. It cost Him everything, cost Him His life, and He purchased for us eternal life and offers to us this gift that He paid for of eternal life. 
That's the A. And here's the B, and this is central. It's really even simpler than ABC. It's actually as simple as B. (laughs) Believe. Believe in your heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to die for us instead of us, so that whosoever would but believe will not perish in hell for all eternity, but be saved with everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Sounds like the verdict sin. The jury is no longer out. The C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10.13 lastly seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you, I plead with you, I beg of you, if you're here today or watching online and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, today is the day of salvation. Nothing else matters. When you take your last breath here and your first breath in eternity, the only thing that's going to matter is what did you do about the person of Jesus Christ? That's the only thing that's going to matter. Well, let me uh, share today's but God testimony lastly. Comes from Mark who writes, Hello JD, sorry I'm about to comment on your 6th February prophecy update message. I have been very ill since the day after your message. Almost sounds like I made him sick from the message, but that's not what you that's not what he's saying. Stop it. But God <laughs> stepped in to reverse all the doctor reports. Praise the Lord. I just wanted to say how much my wife and I appreciate your pure approach to the Scriptures and to dealing carefully and deliberately with the ongoing deception that has crept in like wolves. We were shocked at what you revealed that day and cannot thank you enough for being obedient to the Lord in what you shared. May the Lord continue to bless you and your fellowship in Hawaii. We remember you in our prayers as our online pastor. We love you indeed in the Lord. Love and prayers, Mark and Miriam. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible... Take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. 
How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.